How's it going? <laughs> you would have. Uh, cool. It's going great, man. How's it going with you? Cool. I like. I like. <laughs> I just like. Every time you go on stage, you just have that same awkward presence. How's it going? Cool. The fucking yeah. awkward head. <laughs> well, because I mean, I'm always like expecting the audience to like not respond so that you know and then i just like oh hey cool usually they'll get like something you know like a little chuckle you know yeah well didn't 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 like one of the audience members call you like michael sarah at at one of the last open mics oh yeah this is that was that liberty uh station i always hear that i hear that and uh Daniel Tarr sometimes, but mostly Michael Sarah. I guess we look alike or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that dude is can't get a I can't get a pulse on a lot of people, but that, that dude is one that like I heard someone say Michael Sarah looks like one guy who like accidentally walked into an audition and then like just started pretend like like never told anybody he wasn't an actor, but then just like went went along with it. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's got, I don't know, he's just got that, uh, that something, like, I guess that X factor, like, a lot of, like, actors and stuff, it's not that they're, like, beautiful people or something, or anything, it's, like, they have a look, like, Will Ferrell, he's just got, like, a look about him, you know what I'm saying? I think Michael Sarah has that same thing. I'm gonna take these headphones off, bro, like, the audio's weird on my side. Oh, all right, go ahead, then. All right, can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right, man. Yeah. If it's if it's worse, I'll put them back on. But no, um, we're good. We're good. It was just weird on my side, just what I was hearing. Yeah. All right. So how long did like it would it like did it take you to develop uh like your act the way you do it uh, now because you have a very deadpan style about about you. Uh, took me about um. I'd say two, three months. Um, first couple of weeks, I was just, uh, I was going like once a, once a, once a week, uh, only to Darwin's and I was just trying to figure it out. Um, but it took, it took a couple of weeks. I, you know, I started learning like set up punch, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I don't know, man, it, I would say relatively recently, cause I've only been doing it like eight, nine months, I'd say um i'd say like it started hitting a stride like maybe like you know month five or six so a couple months actually Mm. so what was it like before you found like your your rhythm like what was it like uh dog it was like just eating shit like like uh like it was horrible um you know people just people just stare at you you know and it's like you're trying to like figure out like a joke it's like a lot of times man it would just be like a premise but there'd be no punchline and like it took me a second to to realize like fuck like i need i need either harder punchlines or i need to figure this shit out um it was horrible and then like you know you start building on the things that get reactions you know and you're like okay let me let me uh, let me go further into the like these things that work, and so 
I want to get into bits, but um, right now I'm just doing like one liner kind of stuff, but I want to get into longer stuff. And yeah, like now before like you, you like establish your own, like before you got your rhythm going, were you still like doing the same piece of shit type of comedy? Cause I like, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, not that your comedy is shit. I'm like, <laughs> the shit you talk about, you are a piece of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's also like, it's not real. ZA is like, you know, like, I know, uh, I know. But I know like that, uh, that, uh, that person, that persona is what you're saying. Um, I know, like the act, like, um, yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, it's always been um it's always been the same like type of stuff. Like in the beginning, like I'm still trying to make jokes about like jerking off at church. Like first joke was was something like that. It didn't work, you know what I'm saying? But it was still like the same type of material. Um I'm trying to Hopefully it comes across as more goofy and silly, but sometimes it can be like, oh, fuck, like, dang, oops, cross, cross the line. Um, but <laughs> Fucking Michael's dirtbag. But like I, I like I say yeah. that, like, I know it's an act, man, like, but you got to like, you got to keep in mind, this is your creation. That persona yeah. is your creation. So that shit got to come from somewhere. and It is not nobody else. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I always like, um those guys who are just like yeah they're kind of like they're kind of a dick but that's just like the act and they're still able to like win the audience over like like daniel tosh and like anthony jeselnik you know like they're saying like horrible things but yet like the audience is with them and it's like i think that's great and i actually i actually really like that so um I don't know. Hopefully I can like find a way to do it in my own, my own way, find my own voice. Cause um, I would like my comedy to evolve. And like, if I end up doing like clean comedy one day, like I wouldn't be mad at that. You know, bro, is there, if there's footage of you doing the shit you do now, there's no way you're doing clean comedy ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've tried doing it. I tried doing like a joke about Dairy Queen. You know how they like just like flip the flip the ice cream. <laughs> I tried it, didn't work, and I was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, let's start talking about abortion again. Yeah. Um, what I like is like, um, like seeing your act one time. You were like, now, what is like, what is your cr creative process like? What, do you sit down and write, or do you just like uh, throughout the day you just like jot down uh, funny shit that comes to you? it's it's more of that second one so um a lot of people they'll write every day like um like a like a lot like i see like you know the guys who carry their notebooks everywhere and they're just like hey man i'm just gonna go over to heb real quick and do some writing like connor does that and um i can't do that man um usually what will happen is like an idea will come to me and i'll just pull out my phone real quick jot it down or if it's like a if it's like an idea that I need to write down, like I'll just, I'll, I'll write it down. But like, as far as like sitting down um, with the intention to write, I only do that maybe a um, couple times a week. You know, I'm a bad writer, dude. I'm bad. Yeah. 
I, I could never do that because when you like when you sit down is like when you're overthinking it. And I think overthinking like really, really fu- like fucks fucks you up, like it fucks your rhythm up, your your uh, and whatever process you got to go, go, go through. So like how expect how how do people go to H-E-B and write? Is there like a desk there or something? Uh, no. So like, um, you know, Darwin's that H-E-B across from Darwin's. Um, so I think Connor, Connor Carter, a great guy. Um, he, uh, there, he goes up the escalators and I think there's like, um, like a little lobby because there's apartments up there, um, above the H-E-B. And so I think there's like a little lobby that he would go to write or, um, I forget there's like a little space at H-E-B that he would go to write um but yeah he writes like i've asked him he writes probably like an hour a day which is um it's crazy just to even think about yeah my problem with writing is um is uh feedback uh what i like to do is have feedback as soon as possible what i mean by Mm. that is like they they did this study like like what why is it with kid that kids with adhd uh, can play video games for hours without being distracted, but can't do any schoolwork or, or, or anything. And like, I, I, I was always curious about that. And like, what they found out was that there's this, uh, like, it's called instant feedback. Like when you play a game, you're actually, every action you do has a result. You press a button, something happens. There's a score. There's a, like, it, there's a high score, that, like an objective that it, it just keeps going on and on. Now, when you're writing, like, like, I don't know, like when you uh, write for like a school paper or, or, or a school paper or uh, uh, try to try to j- write down jokes, um, you don't get feedback until like you actually t- either turn it in or, perf- or try to perform it. And I think that's what like 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 fucks uh, fucks us up is that like usually my like like I I, I like to like just go through like life and whenever like i have a funny thought i jot it down but that's because i know like pretty soon i'm gonna I'm try it out yeah no man and it's hard just sitting down and like creating something out of nothing and um just like oh what's what's funny versus like you know the way you and i do it was just like something just it just comes out of nowhere it's like okay let me write this down um but i don't know i think I think both approaches are actually pretty good because, I mean, if you're just like writing for an hour, you can sift through like all the crap and you can maybe find a little idea there and you can like build on that idea. So I get both um, approaches. Um, sometimes I think I have like ADD sometimes because it's only the, the things that interest me that hold my attention. So at work, I'll just be thinking about comedy. I'll be at the movies just thinking about comedy if the movie sucks. So, I don't know, man. You ever have a, like, so, you ever, like, when was, at what point, because I, I had this epiphany too, like, at what point do you, like, realize, there's a, when you're writing, like, when you first start out, you say, Oh, this shit is funny. This shit is funny. This shit is funny. This shit is funny. But like, I like, like now that I, like I'm mature and I try, I like to try my shit out every week, or like multiple times a week. I, 
my mentality changed from okay, this might be funny. This might be funny. I tried this out. This is I know this is funny. This is not funny. Like 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 you ever like like you ever notice that like progression you have when, when writing? Yeah, no, dude. Honestly, yes, because like day one, you just like you know before you before you sign up for that first mic and you like come up with the five minutes. In my head, I was like, oh, I'm gonna change the fucking game. Like, I this five minutes is gonna fucking hit. I'm and, the next Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Like, I was like, man, like, not since Louis C.K. have they seen jokes like this. And then you perform the jokes, and it's like, oh, th this is this ain't it. And but like, like you said, like slowly, what what happens is you start like picking up. At least me, like I start picking up, like, okay, this isn't gonna work, or there's an idea here, or this is this is good. And it's like, not everything's gonna be gold, but I think you get better at start picking up on like, okay, there's an idea here, but then, like you said, you do notice where it's like, this joke, it's not this this isn't this isn't a good joke, but um. You never know till you try them out because um, the joke you think that will suck works and the joke you think is going to hit doesn't, man. It's like, it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like a, some type of mental gymnastics like you got to go go through with yourself. Like, one thing I, mm -hmm. I hate doing is over, like, before I hit the stage, I hate overthinking. Like, I hate overthinking, like, and it, and it's almost hard, bro, because, like, I'm I'm typically still one of the last guys to go up on an open mic. I'm like unless I show up late, then I understand what my what my what my situation is. But like I try not to overthink. I look at my set list, but then like some off happens. Like a guy fucking takes too long on stage, or fuck people start to leave, and like I really want to try not not to let it affect me. But then like it somehow always. It always affects me somehow. Yeah, man, you gotta, I don't know, just, I would just, you know, try and let that stuff go and just, I honestly hit more mics if you can, because it's like, I don't know, um, you can't really control the situation a lot of times. You just have to make do with what you're given, but it's like, you know, I feel like you the more reps you get in, the more reps we get in, because we're all like our class is like all like under a year and stuff. And I feel like just seeing little situations where it's like, oh, OK, people are, are leaving. There's no one here. Like, you know, just those nights at Darwin's, those hard nights. It's like, you know, I feel like you start seeing situations over and over again and you start like developing better ways to like, you know, cope with either overthinking or just like there's no one here except the bartender like what can i do to make the most out of this five minutes so i feel like man it's just a reps thing you know um, I yeah i like what you I, said make them i over i used to overthink and then i started like start smoking a lot so <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> you <Yeah>. asshole <laughs> like i um, like what you, you said like dude you got yeah yeah, I like what you said. Like, make the like make the most of it. Like, oh my god, last time I was at Ruds, and this is the last time I've been to fucking Ruds. Uh, I was like, I, I was the last guy on, and I think like the they allow like twenty, they have twenty four people 
on the, on the list. And I was the last guy, 24. Now, by the time it was my turn, and I don't think I let it affect me that night because everyone left except for two people, one guy in the front and some like some douchebag that like super comedy fan who's always at the front and some guy in the back. Like I made the and I tried to make the most of it. I went through my act because like, you know, I was like, fuck it. And like it felt kind of satisfying to know like, uh, yeah, like fuck off, like fuck the audience leaving like i'm a i'm a handle my my business i'm gonna do my shit and i'm gonna make these two people and the bartender laugh yeah man it's like um i used to be kind of like dis like at first i wanted an audience of no people that way it was like easier to get up then now like i'm at the point where it's like i want a lot of people but i only need like two three and it's like as long as I make them laugh and as, as long as they're responsive, I could still have a good night where I feel good as, as like, you know, even if there's only two people or like there's a lot of people, they're all like reps. They're all like workout reps, I feel like, because like this is I mean, we're, these are just open mics right now. Like the goal one day would be like. Like clubs and stuff or like shows like things people pay for and they're invested you know if they spend their money like right now people don't give a shit it's like trying to make them laugh is harder so i feel like this is the hard this is the hard stuff i feel like yeah i would like the like i told i was talking to fucking nate one day and like he uh I, I said like yeah i like and you know nate laughs at everything and yep. you know like and I've seen Nate uh, uh, not laugh, and it's just sad. If you can't make Nate laugh, it's just a sad sighting, him just looking at you. But, like, I was talking to him, and, like, I asked him. Well, I didn't ask him, but I, I told him, like, I would like to, like, open for, for a show sometime soon. Like, like, and I'm asking him, like, usually to open, like, how, how much time is it? Like, like, you said, like, five to seven, seven to ten, something like that. And I'm like... Uh, and in my mind, like, I, I, I hear stories of these, like, Mexican boxers born here. They go down to Mexico. Now, in order to, like, get a, a, a professional, they got to be a professional, they got to get paid. So I heard, like, this story, like, these boxers go go down to Mexico, like, at 15 years old and say, hey, man, I just want to have a pro, pro like, a pro record. Uh, if you're going to pay me, just pay me a dollar just so I can have a professional fight. That, that They're doing that. Boxers are fighting in Mexico at 15 years old just for a dollar and say just so they could be a professional and so i'm talking to nate and i'm thinking this like hey i would like to open like yeah for 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 a show and i could i could do 10 minutes like hey man you could just pay me a dollar and i'll be straight and they fucking goes usually they just ask you to do for do that for free and i'm like fuck i, I asked for a dollar and i'm highballing these motherfuckers <laughs> dude yeah i know man it's like I don't know, all these shows, like, you know, I expected, like, okay, I didn't expect, like, a lot of money, you know, I've only done a couple shows, but it's, like, dude, it's, like, you know, I guess at, like, at this level, it's, like, you know, no, you're only going to get paid, like, 10, 15 bucks, you know, just depending, usually, um, sometimes they'll pass around a bucket, 
and like you know you'll split you know how much y'all made or something but yeah man it's like i don't think you i don't think you make real money uh like right i know not like, real money uh, but i would like to like I, it just fucks just say me you, that I, I, you got paid yeah uh, yeah. I got you. Just to say, I got uh, Bert, paid, but like, I hate how I said one dollar, and I was like, "Oh, that's too fucking high." Who the fuck am I asking for a dollar? This uh, this night at Jive, this guy, he was like, him and his friend were like heckling the whole time, right? And um, at the end of the night, he like comes up to us and he like just starts handing out twenties. And uh, it was the first time I got paid. And honestly, man, since then, like, I've only made, like, $15 from, like, the shows I've done. Like, so he paid me the most out of, like, like actual um, fucking actual heckler. shows. Yeah, like a heckler, dude. Like, he gave me, he gave me a 20. He gave Marlo a 20. This was at Jive. And, um I, I don't know, man. I, I miss Jive. I miss Jive. Yeah. Yeah, I got paid. I got paid 20 uh, when I was at Pueblito one night because I stayed till the end of the show. That's, the contest, the, the, the Sean Dolan comedy contest thing, right? He did. Yeah, and, I, and I got mad because that first fucking set sucked because I was, I was practicing clean shit that day. And like... And that's the last time I'm doing clean, like ever again. Like it's hard, man, because when you think about doing uh, writing clean material, it's not just not use curse words. It's like the the subject matter has to be clean as well. Yeah, but you can still. And this is what I like about what Mason uh, James does. He, like, you can still go PG thirteen though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be like PG. You can still talk about like, I guess not like, like super clean, but like, you know, not super dirty either. And like not use curse words. Cause like, you know, not all his stuff is like, um, like PG or rated G like, you know, um, but it's not like rated R either. So it's like, you know, you can find clean ish, you know, and that's what I try to do with like my one, clean joke i i had one joke about like hot chocolate being just like chocolate milk but like warmed up and i was like i don't know i just think there's an idea there but it's like i can't make a joke out of it now without saying like fuck or something so it's like i just give up on clean material yeah but like i would add like adding on to that i fucking love chocolate milk but like I, I'm a, I think I'm a, a connoisseur at this point because like, uh, Borden's, it's always Borden's all the way. Yeah, it makes your stomach hurt, but it tastes good. You drink Nesquik, no, f- like hell no. Nesquik is just a fucking melted chocolate bar in a bottle. That's what I think about Nesquik. Okay, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. The stomach thing, I think I, you and me have the same thing because it's like, I'm not lactose intolerant. I can handle cheese, ice cream, stuff like that. It's just milk, like milk, like will fuck with my stomach. Um, I haven't had Borden's chocolate milk in a minute, but I I still remember. Like I know it's real milk, real chocolate milk. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm trying get, too if you're, <laughs> if you're lactose intolerant, you're a pussy. Because, like, I, I found out you become <laughs> lactose intolerant. You do, you're not born lactose intolerant. Like, you have to, you have to, like, drink milk every day or every couple days. It's not something you can just, like, give up. I know because, like, one time I gave up milk. Back when I was uh like when I when I was playing sports when I ran track like maybe it's like it's gonna be a good idea to to give up milk or else my lactic acid is like fucking fucking me up I'm cramping up uh I'm mm. getting nauseous when when running so like I gave up milk for for you give up milk for two months you drink milk again you're gonna be lactose intolerant nobody just no that's not just a condition you're born with no man I dude um. That makes sense because I was eating, I would eat cereal every day, every single day. And then like up until like, like college, high school, college, like I stopped eating cereal. And then, you know, you try and just drink milk, like, like just like, you know, just drink a glass of milk or something. Can't do it without like feeling like shit. It's weird. Yeah. I made the, I made the switch from two percent the whole milk and i realized it now now like i realized that two percent milk is just white water it's fucking watered down milk i don't fucking care no more bro that shit is nasty to me now it's dude i get that i get that but it's like at the same time it's just like you know what you just pretend two percent is almond milk you know i'm saying like almond milk is is water um but yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I um the only time I could drink like like whole milk is like with like drinks, like when it's like mixed up like at Starbucks or something. But um uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate I fuck it. No, I fuck it. Like that's another thing I hate Starbucks too. Like uh what? I, I think uh, no, like I like the I like the what they make. I just hate going there. Like, um, it's, this might be toxic masculinity in a, in a type of way because I can't say the word frappuccino without sounding fruity or without cringing. And like, I, and I hate the word. So like now that every time I go to Starbucks, I just use like, I, I just use saying, Hey, give me that frozen shit. I don't say Java chips. I give me the, like those, the, those, like, uh, those chocolate chunks. I try to make everything masculine. Like. No, no. <laughs> frozen, frozen shit. Dude, you probably, bro, you probably sound so ridiculous at like Starbucks. Just like, bro, give me the frozen chips with the. No, the frozen. I shit. don't know, man, but I, I, uh, I get it. I guess I only get the, uh, the the ice cream tea matcha uh, latte. You know, a little bit of healthy in there. It's, it's green. It's fucking good, dude. And I get the. Uh, Bacon Gouda and Ed breakfast sandwich, dude. That thing, that thing, that thing hits, bro. Like no one will judge you if you get that, man. It's delicious, yeah. dude. You're hydrating like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, I have to. I used Dang, to. Uh, yeah, when I do, when I started doing stand up, I realized my throat will get dry like real quick, even though I was hydrating the whole day. Like for some reason, I just like. Got there. Got like my mouth was dry. I couldn't. I couldn't talk normal. Like like now. I like now. I don't have it. Probably because I, I, it's not something that makes me just as nervous anymore. 
Yeah, man. I always get like, no matter how much water I drink, I get cotton mouth right before I go out. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just something. I don't know, man. It's just, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, I get super nervous before, but like, as soon as like, I, I, unless I'm just totally bombing, you know, once I go up and I, you know, that first joke, you know, it's just easy from, from there. And it's fun. You know, that's why that's, that's one thing, you know, some of us forget is like, this is supposed to be fun. And a lot of times it is fun, you know, making people laugh. Yeah. So here's like one thing I do is um, I, I want like I watch people. I like watch my favorite, like like people I admire. Then I like look at their sets and I see some bits that they have. And now what I like to do is like I like I like to break their bits down to, to like. Like a main to, to a main subject. Then I like just rewrite it. My, I'm not. It's not Joe. I'm not trying to steal jokes. So what I like to do is like, okay. Oh, let's say Mitch, this Mitch Hedberg joke. All right. Um, I don't. Here's a good example. This the Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, I used to do. I, well, how'd it go? Fuck. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. All right. I take that joke. Then I'm like, okay, subject. Break it down, break it down. Used to do drugs. He still does. All right. Drugs. Doing drugs. All right. I break it down to the point where it's doing drugs. Then I'm like, okay, how can I build on this to make it original? So Mitch Hedberg is where this joke is, is born from, but I'm the one who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna build this joke. So okay, doing drugs. All right. Uh I did drugs for the first time. All right. That's what I start with. All right. I'm in the hood. Okay. I, when I did drugs for the first time, I was in the hood. And I heard someone say the N-word. I started running because I thought it was me. So and that's and that's a joke. So that's my process. Mm. So that's my process. Now, when you so like what I like to do is like I like to like uh not not be afraid to use inspiration. So I watch people I admire and and like and take build from the premises they have, but still make something original. Make sense? So do you have like a yeah. similar you have a similar like what I'm asking is do you have like a similar process like when you watch people like who do you watch that you admire? Um honestly, man, I don't watch any any comedy anymore because I don't want them to uh I don't want to be influenced um like either subconsciously um or anything like I don't want to like um just like their style of speaking or like their cadence or their rhythm like I don't want that to influence me but also man it's just like it's like different like on on TV versus like being actually there. So it's like, I don't know. Like now it's just like I, I watch it on like if I watch like a special, I'll be like, oh, that's funny. But I won't actually laugh because I'm not in the I'm not in the audience. And it's like it's it's so much different to me now since I've 
since I've started, but um, yeah, man, I don't know, dude. Like that. What was the original question? I'm sorry. Yeah, we we're talking about like inspiration, right? Like um, where bits yeah, are like like. So wait, so you like what you're telling me is like uh, you don't like. Li- you don't watch anyone or like, who do you, who do you want? Who did you started watching that made you like comedy? Okay. So before I started, like, I, I mean, like, like all of us, like just huge comedy fan, comedy central all day. Um, I don't know. Just back in the day, like Cat Williams and uh, Daniel Tosh's like um, first special and all those uh, comedy central presents you know, those little 30 minute um, specials they would have with everybody. I would eat those up, man. Um, Ralphie May. Um, I love Ralphie May. Um, Yeah, like those guys really inspired me. And I always thought about it, but it always seemed out of reach. And then like, I think it was Joe Rogan says something on his podcast about trying an open mic and so I started thinking about it, started thinking about it. I became, became obsessed with it. And that's when I like actually tried it. Um, but since I've started, like, I actually like clean, clean, cleaner comics um, to watch. Um, Nate Borgazzi. I love Nate Borgazzi. And uh, Ryan Hamilton, I think that's his name, his special happy face is one of the best specials I've seen in a minute. I really enjoyed it. And it's like, they're both like clean and uh, it's, it's weird, but um, I don't watch too much anymore, man. It's just too busy actually doing, doing the mics. All right. So there's like nobody you try to like, so like what you're, you're, are you in a way you're afraid to like emulate someone too much? yeah exactly like yeah exactly i'm trying to i'm trying to find my own voice um you know i think we all are we're trying to become more authentic and it's like but honestly dude if i'm just being real like you know i'm going to the mic like it used to be six nights a week now it's five because um vatos locos isn't um isn't starting back up till January. So I don't have a Friday mic, but, um, like, you know, like you go out every night, you know, you hang out for hours just to go up for five minutes at the end of the day, man. And like, I have a nine to five job. So like I, an hour commute. So it's like, by the time I get home, dude, like, like I'm comedied out. Like it, like I'm obsessed with it, but like, I'm obsessed with like my own jokes and like um like the mics I'm thinking about. Like I don't really want to I'll listen to podcasts a lot, but I won't like specials and stuff. Like I can't I can't watch them anymore. I just I'm comedied out. Unless it's like Daniel Tosh or like um someone I'm a huge fan of, you know. You ever tried listen like listening to albums? You say you have an hour commute. Like you ever tried listening like an audio like an audio album? Uh, of someone special yeah i used to do that um on spotify now i just listen to podcasts i, I like podcasts a lot 
Um, I've listened to the ones you've had with like Danny and uh, Nate already. And I, I love them. Um, I love podcasts. Uh, comedy albums. I have listened to them. Um, I don't on the regular. I don't know why I don't more, but I agree. Like, I think it's better than watching them. Honestly, like the audio is better. And um, that, I don't know. It's just, it hits different versus like um, on Netflix or something, you know? Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So are you afraid like if you watch like if you watch more specials that you'll start to like look and, 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 and like emulate them more, like take on their image or or try to like your act becomes um, like them, you start talking like them. Yeah, dude, because like it 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 can happen even like subconsciously. I don't think it would. Um but, you know, sometimes I'll be thinking, like, I'll be writing a joke and I'll be like, I actually imagine, like, a different person saying it. Like, I came up with a joke and I was like, like, wait, like, I would have to be like, I would need Danny's energy, um, Danny Guerrero's energy for this one joke. You know, it's like, uh, like, it's because, like, when you I, were um, actually, I, I, know wa- what you mean. I watch like, him every night. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, when you think of the joke. You're thinking of Danny's voice and Danny's aura saying it when you're writing it down. It's, then it just yeah. doesn't feel good to you. Exactly. But, well, it's not that it doesn't feel good. It's just like, fuck. It's like, um, you know, because, like, you like you like that style, you know? It's like, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, like, I, I want to find my own voice and, and like, be uh, my own my own person um because a lot of people now they're like oh you know you sound a lot like jesselnik you remind me of jesselnik um which is fine but it's like you know i want to get to the point one day where it's like i have my own you have not style but like my own voice you know you have jesselnik's maybe cadence but that's because like your Mm. your style is is your style is you like only the you your jokes work for you because you have the voice you have like no you have the entire package for you not only the cadence but you have the voice you have the appearance you have the presence and maybe may, like maybe yeah you have a little bit of 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 Jesselnik's cadence but like I don't think like you you got to think of it the other way like Anthony Jesselnik would not sound good doing uh, if he did that joke or do the jokes you do. Yeah, well, and I mean, honestly, man, it's like how many, how many different ways can you, uh, can you like um, have cadence? It's like you go fast or you go slow, you know. It's like um, I don't know. I like uh, I like focusing on like delivery and stuff like that, and just like pausing and like stuff like that. Like, um, like I, I tell a lot of the same jokes over and over again. Cause I'm trying different, like putting more emphasis on this word or like delivering it this way or doing something goofy when I say it. And it's like, um, like, like Jesselnik, like I respect like the timing. That's why I like, uh, Nate Bargatze too. It's just like, it's like the timing and the delivery. It's like, Oh man, it's like, that's what I think it's almost, almost, it's just like another side of the coin versus like good joke writing. It's just like, 
being able to deliver it because like if your delivery is like on point it's like you can say anything you know and it's like that'll get laughs it's like i'm trying to get better at at delivery yeah now dude you are like you are hilarious bro that's why i enjoy watching your set now like whatever you're doing like my like not that you're t- you should take advice from me but whatever you're doing i i really hope you keep doing it uh me Thanks. however yeah me however like i'm probably not as busy as you like you just gave me your fucking schedule you have a nine to five hour commute like that's fucking that's fucking like so you're always on the move or you're always doing yeah. something but like so whatever you're doing is that obviously working for you like what i would do is like like I had that fear too, like listening to someone uh so much that you start to act like them. Like I remember when like uh when I like first probably first three months, uh like by the third month I realized, oh shit, I'm sounding a lot like like Patrice or I'm sounding a lot like uh Bill Hicks. So like well my solution to it was like and like I suggest other people probably probably not you. I wouldn't suggest this to you, but what I started doing for me, this is what helped me. I started listening to at least five different people. Five different people. Because I, I, I had this lesson back in uh, high school. Like, what is the, like, like, I think it was like kind of philosophy, kind of uh, uh, cr- uh, creativeness. The differences between originality and remix. Whether it was music, inspiration, art, everything. So like what I like what I realized, oh, I'm only listening if I only listen to Patrice, there's like my my source of like my source of uh, uh, inspiration of influence, inspiration, influence is coming from one person. So what I have to do is like I listen to five different people. If I sound like all of them, I sound like none of them. You, You get what I'm saying? No, so that's I actually have, like yeah yeah so i'm listening to patrice bill burr bill hicks Patton oswald norm mcdonald if i have those five okay so i'm listening to five i listen to like at least like five minutes of each guy every day like whenever i'm not doing nothing so if i sound like though all of those five guys at the same time i don't sound like none of them and you can't like really get a pulse on it so like so that's what that's like what, what what works for me. Yeah, man. Um, that actually sounds like a really good idea, you know. Um, and just like, just different styles. Like I feel like they're all like different tools on the tool belt, you know, like like crowd work or like um, clean comedy or doing really dark stuff, doing bits versus one liners non sequiturs like if you watch like a bunch of different people like you just like i don't know like storytelling it's another another one it's like i guess you can recognize like all the different ways you can like try and get the audience to laugh you know it's like and hopefully you know we can all find like the the style that works for us you know honestly man i'd like to get to the point where I could do all of them, you know, pull them out in different situations, uh, make it fresh for me. Um, but I don't know, like, that's why I'm kind of, um, I'm really happy 
where I'm at right now. Um, because it's like, this is the time to experiment, you know, this is the time where it's just like, um, you know, I could do anything because I have, I have literally nothing to lose because I have nothing, you know, it's like, um, so yeah, man, but that's cool that, uh, I, uh, you said Bill, Bill Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Oh, dude. I, uh, I like that guy. Yeah. I still like he, it, <laughs> same man, his like first special is like one of the, like one of my, the fa- like one of the best I've ever seen. And it's what I like about it. It's, it, it's rewatchable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I like watching it over and over again because it's just like amazing to see like what like what like how he was doing it what he was doing the and i like to and i watch like comedy like it's film study i'm breaking it down uh i'm noticing like the more i watch it the more like layers i i notice so yeah man becomes an analysis you know you start noticing like uh, what they're doing like um i went to Skankfest, and like i was watching like um just all the different comics you know but like i was like noticing like like shane gillis was like killing it like the whole time every time i saw him and like i remember one thing he said or something in like a podcast he was just like just say the opposite he's like you just say the opposite it's like you know it's like it's so easy and like the whole time i was like noticing what he was doing it was like oh shit like you know like um you almost you become aware of like almost like the tricks not the tricks but like the techniques you know just the you know the more you're around it and honestly that's with everything you know so if you're hanging around, if you're watching basketball every day, you're going to like, you're going to pick up on what a rebound is or like, you know, like, you know, if they're running certain sets or whatever. Yeah. Plus. I just don't, I, I don't know. Like every time I, I, I watch a special, I always, um, I don't know what I'm looking for anymore because I've been I've been like doing stand up and watching like that nostalgic feeling that I got when those HBO specials came out. Like it's gone now. Like I can't I, I can't I can't ever feel that again. Like the excitement of of hearing something for the first time. It's that's why I enjoy like it's like eating if you eat donuts every day. Like you're going to want to like. You're not gonna like him. So now, like the donuts are gonna have to be fresh. Uh, every like you can't just have a cold donut no more because you're just the the do- like the stuff has to be perfect. And like I feel like I've desensitized myself to appreciate all comedy, to like what to appreciate now the like the best. That's why I like a guy like Louis C like Louis C.K. because every time I listen to him like to to like to his set, like it, it feels just brand new somehow like the way he like or like even while I, when i watch at the open max when i watch you or danny 
like seeing it. I just like, and here's another thing I like to do. I like to like, you ever see reaction videos on, on YouTube? I like to do, I like to watch those. And the reason I like to watch it Dude, is because. Uh, have you, have you seen uh Frankenstein's lab? Those two guys from Houston. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I like those too. The reaction videos, I love those. Yeah, but what I like to do is, um, I like to Google like the, okay, Patrice O'Neill reaction, because I like to see, uh, Patrice O'Neill at the nasty show because I like to see, the horrified look on people's faces when they when they hear him for the first time, and I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> that's fucking right. Like, cause that's what yeah, that's man, what but... that's what he said like. Comedy should be 50% of people laughing and the other 50% fucking horrified. I talked to, uh, I talked to um, another comic about this. It's like, if you, if your comedy is making like everyone laugh, well, I mean, that's the goal, but it's like, it's not a bad thing if like 50% are with you and 50% aren't because it's like, Cause then you're saying something, you know, like you're, you're saying something versus it's just like something that everyone agrees with. It's like, okay, are you even like, are you even saying, are you, do you even have like a real perspective if you're not like, if people aren't disagreeing with you sometimes, sometimes. Um, but yeah, man, Patrice legend. Um, fuck man. Uh, you were saying uh, something about like being desensitized to like all the comedy and stuff. I've like yeah. felt that way about like not only just comedy specials, but like like the older you get, like the more movies you see. I'm a huge movie guy, um, and it's like, or the the more good food you eat, it's like your stand. You raise your standards of like because you've experienced like so many specials it's like okay like I've, I've seen it all it takes something special to make me feel something it's like i feel like that's when you come to the point where it's like you almost want to create your own your own art you know because it's like everything else like you, you've seen it it's like you get to the point where it's like i can do that at least and then you start like creating your own art, whether that's like a movie or an, a, a book or your chef or what or whatever. It's like you get to the point where you love the thing so much that you like you want to create your own. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I think I smoked too much before, before this. You probably, you probably have. You're trying to be inspirational and it's not working. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I know. I know. I, uh, I don't know. Just, here's a little, these are just my ideas, man. Just my ideas that like here's my, like here's like a lesson I learned. Uh but like, yeah, you ever seen that movie The Usual Suspects? Yeah, man. Yeah, well I haven't. Wasn't but, a fan, honestly. Yeah, well I haven't, but I there, there's there, I read like the be, behind the scenes and like I've seen clips, but you know the uh the interrogation scene or the uh the lineup scene. Uh, yeah, they say that the director, the director was pissed because the the the, the guys couldn't stop laughing, uh, and and like I was like, oh shit, like I, I could see why. 
but the 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 scene turned out to be one of like the most iconic in cinema history like somehow even though like and that's like a lesson i learned like in life the hard way because like you have to learn how to one thing you got to do is that you're going to want things a certain way you're going to want to be successful a certain way you're going to want your stand up to turn uh, to be a certain way but like you might get what you want but it's not going to and it might not turn out the way you want like you want to like that director wanted a fucking uh, a serious scene and like and he couldn't have it and he went like fuck it let's 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 just roll with this and and it worked out pretty well so like that one like that that was well, one thing i had to learn to like accept things are going to work out but probably not the way you're going to imagine yeah man honestly dude it's like yeah that's just a, that's like a life thing where it's just like i don't know man i feel like just in that scene specifically and just like um you hear it all the time in like movies where it's like someone like they ad lib or they like keep going like uh in django like leonardo dicaprio like like cut his hand real bad and he kept going and he was like bleeding and just kept doing the scene and they kept that in there it's like i don't know man it's just uh it feels authentic you know what i'm saying it's like authentic and i think like like movie audiences comedy audiences like people pick up on authenticity and they know like when someone's being real or not you know um so those guys laughing it's like you know that's just them like just fucking, you know, being real people. And, like, I think that came across in the movie. Yeah. Like, but speaking on Django, that's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Quentin Tarantino is exactly uh, the opposite of what I'm telling you. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is a, con- a control freak, and respectfully so, oh, because yeah. it works It works for him. <laughs> like, you hear that, that Jamie, like Jamie Foxx told a story that when working in Django, like, I don't think he he said the line right, but he didn't say it like the way Quentin Tarantino wants. So Tarantino took took Jamie to a back room or to a room. So someone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not the hero yet. You're the slave right now. Then you get to be the hero. But right now you're the slave. And, and like the, the fucking control fleet Quentin uh, Tarantino is like, I'm like bombarded. But like, like Quentin, even like if you allow like some. Like the, the movie could still turn out great, but no, like because Tarantino wants to do it his own fucking way because he feels like it's gonna fucking work out. So I don't know what happened. Like by the grace of God, I don't know Quentin Tarantino uh, 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 that well, but like he uh, letting leaving that uh, fucking scene where DiCaprio cut, cuts his hand open, I was like, oh man, thank, like I'm glad dudes decided to stick with that scene. Yeah, well, he probably recognizes too. He's like, "That's better than uh, my idea." Like, um, I don't know. Sometimes, like, we just recognize where it's like, "Oh, okay." Like, like a a joke, like in the moment. Like, sometimes it's just like, "Wow!" Like, 
let me write that down. It just it just comes off the top, and it's like I don't know, man. You just you can never like uh really gauge like like when like um inspiration or like when like a moment like that in a movie or like on stage or anything like can happen. Just like it's just just like almost appears out of the ether, you know, and it's like, you know, just like something happens in the audience and like you react to it and that gets a pop. It's like, okay, oh shit. You know, it's, um, I think that it comes down to like bring, being present, you know, like not thinking about your own ideas, not think about like the next joke or anything, or, you know, it's like being present in the room and like, I don't know. I think people can pick up on that, you know? Yeah. But, and speaking of authenticity and like things not going your way sometimes, that's why I love uh, Jim Carrey. He's probably the fucking greatest of all, of all time. Like when it comes to like yeah. movie actors, like nothing matches Jim Carrey. And like, I look at, uh, I read up on Jim Carrey and watch a bunch of videos like you you realize that like every time he gets a script he improvises uh half of it and the other half he adds in just had a, a little flair and like when they're recording like probably like 25 percent of, of 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 the shit you see jim carrey pull off was not in the fucking script to begin with yeah but man dude i feel like that's just the genius. That's just the genius coming out where it's like, it makes a lot of sense. Cause like how many takes are you going to do anyways? You're probably going to do at least, you know, several takes. Why not have a couple where it's like, um, just imp improv and like, see if it comes out better, um, than what you had before. Um, I was thinking about Jim Carrey the other day, actually, just like, as far as like delivery and stuff. Um, just like his facial expressions. Um, uh, we were talking about reaction videos. I, I watched uh, Frankenstein's lab uh, reacting to uh, Jim Carrey in like one of these uh, old sketch shows he did. And it was like, it was the funniest thing ever, man. It was like, it was like Jim Carrey, like the goat, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I love... To, to to keep watching him i was like because i watched him try to uh, uh i watched him do a stand-up special one time and like mm -hmm. it's it's all movement it's his pre like 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 going back to like listening to audio you're not gonna listen to audio of jim carrey like you gotta yeah. see what the fuck he's doing but yeah that's yeah that's great. a that's a good point because I mean, I was, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good, you point. know what, it, what it must be like to be Jim Carrey in a room. I'm like, you have the, the amount of respect he's got. Like, I'm wondering how long would it be before I could get that type of respect? Like, let's pretend Jim Carrey, for some reason, comes to an open mic uh, now here in Houston. And we're all trying to go up on stage. And you know he's gonna do some fuck shit like like make make like make a bunch of noise, fucking disrupt everyone's sets, and we really can't say anything because he's Jim Carrey, like that's the type of personality 
he is and i was like what would it like how long would it take for us to to, to earn that type of respect where you could be disruptive but people just respect it like i would like to like just come around uh pick someone's glass up and like like or some some shit he would pull off i mean dude then it takes like 20 30 years you know if you're if you're incredibly lucky and hardworking, you know like they were like i heard like uh joe rogan on his podcast he was talking about like shane gillis like being like like the new like guy like the new up-and-comer it's like like shane gillis has been doing it for 10 years it's like or like longer it's like fuck and he's like you know he's one of the new guys in comedy he's one of the new heavy hitters it's like i haven't even been doing it a year i haven't even been doing it 10 months it's like just i guess it's just playing the long game but uh yeah i mean like dude if you stick with it it's like you know why why not why not any of us you know and it's like one day you could command that respect i guess but I don't know if you have that if you have that type of power that Jim Carrey has like I mean if it's funny it's funny but it's like I don't know why he would disrupt an open mic but because it's, it's Jim, Jim fucking Carrey yeah like, it's Jim Carrey but you see him at the like I think he did like that Norm Macdonald uh, 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 live I think it was a podcast I think and he's just like spilling his water on the ground taking taking apart the sign and doing whatever the fuck and there everyone's just like like admiring it because we know we know like what the fuck jim carrey's doing yeah i saw him like i saw him doing comedians and cars with uh, jerry seinfeld and um i don't know he was just being weird man <laughs> like, he was just being jim carrey and it was it was funny but it's like yeah I, I don't know if i could hang out with the guy but I don't know if he would just be on all the time, you know, like always performing. Um, Yeah. It's crazy how like you could be doing this for 10 years and still be considered the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. um, A bunch of, a bunch of like the, I don't know, like, a bunch of the guys that like I really respect and like in in our scene like have been doing it like five six years and you know like like almost double that you know almost double that and that's what like like you know all these other guys doing like it's it's like you know there's levels to it and it's like it's just like that realization of like okay like it's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long grind. It's gonna be a marathon, you know. It's like you can't expect like overnight um, success because it's not gonna happen, you know. Only that's like, what I in, want. In special circumstances, but you know, you're gonna have to do it for a long time. It seems like all of us. I I prefer that overnight success though. <laughs> I prefer, dude. Yeah, we all do, but it's like you know. I feel like there's a different type of like um there's there's almost like a different type of appreciation when you earn it though. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't say like Bill Burr or like 
like didn't earn it like all the stories he has about like just eating spaghetti every night it's like like there's there's almost like levels to like what you have to go through just depending on your situation like um i know like one comic he's like driving an hour and a half to the mics like i'm only doing like 40 minutes some people do like 10 and it's like i don't know like we all have like different situations but you still have to put in like a lot of time and a lot of like frustration, honestly, just um, whether it's bombing or like uh, just dealing with all the outside stuff. That's like not being on stage, you know, like I, the only other like the last uh, like guy who became like super famous, super quick will be Pete Davidson, probably. Like becoming I was the U- exact same guy. Yeah, super young, got on SNL, and I'm like, like that is a rarity. Like I, I, I just can't fathom. Like I can understand. Like now in the during the age of technology, or like social media, yeah, you could blow up any second. But the, back then, like before that, it was Eddie Murphy who joined SNL at, what, 18, 19 years old? And I'm like, mm-hmm. back when SNL was, like, so you're supposed, like, supposedly veterans, like, like people who've been in the in the business for, for, for a while. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, that's crazy. Like, you know, those two guys. Um, but, I mean, that's, like, that's that's two guys out of like all the other examples of like just putting in the time. Um, someone, someone else said this, some other comic said it, it was like, you either make it when you're 20 or you make it when you're 40. Like there's like no in between, you know? And uh, I don't know. I don't even, dude, I'm not even like concerned with like making it per se. Like I just want to like, make enough money to do this and like just focus on this and not have to do the office job. Um, but that's the dream one day. Yeah. Just doing this, make sure you, you can make it, just make a living out of this. And in a way I want that, but bro, Pete Davidson getting some famous pussy. That's you got to admit that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, bro, like honestly, man, like, I just look at his life and I'm just like, eh, you know, he's just like, you know, he's, did you, did you like his uh, last special? Did you like his special? His comedy special? No, I I saw the Netflix one, the half hour he did on Netflix. I kind of liked it. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. He, He, uh, Pete Davidson's like weird, man. I don't know, like if I like him or if I hate him. Like I liked his movie um, that he did, uh, King of Staten Island. It's kind of like a dramedy. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I don't know, but that's like that's like that's the exception. That's the exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, and like you know, the overnight thing, like you know. I don't know if you would appreciate it as much um, versus like, you know, putting in time and like all the pitfalls and like just, you know, 
like coming yeah, even, out on the other side. Even putting in the time, like if you become famous late in, later in life, like it brings its own challenges. Like you heard Sam, like Sam Kinison worked his entire career for one hour. When he when he did that one hour for HBO and, and draw and, and released a special, he he struggled after that because he he like oh my god I spent my whole life working on one hour, now I have to now I have a couple years to do to, to come up with another hour, and like and that was like like Sam Kinison is one of the greats, and like to know that 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 happened like even that could happen to him. It's like whoa, like it wakes you up to like the difficulties at every stage. Yeah, man, and like I don't know, like I feel like the longer I've like done this, um, now you know, and and I'm literally like a freshman, you know, in this. But it's like the more I I do it, the more I feel like like could connected to like some of these like higher level comics because just because it's like oh like I've we kind of we've both experienced like the same thing like he's experienced it way more and like you know has like way more wisdom and all this but it's like we're experiencing like the same thing so it's like Sam Kinison like freaking out like like I've I've felt like a, a mini version of that where it's just like I always feel like I don't have any jokes, any new jokes. Like I always feel like I'm struggling to like create, create the minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen to like Nate Brogatzi's podcast. He, he like, he has like a similar worry, you know, where he's always like, I just did, I just did that hour. How do I create another hour? And it's like, you just do, I guess. But yeah, man. I mean, but S- Sam Kinison is one of the goats, you know? Um, um, yeah. So his hour was good, I guess. I-, I haven't seen it, honestly. Unless you have like that, that fucking George Carlin brain where just one hour every year is, is your goal. And I'm like, you're standing out. Like, there had to be like problems uh, with George Carlin, like, what I like about George Carlin, he was more into, he was very intellectual, which is why if he did an hour, he probably had like, what, five bits? So five bits he could expand on and he just ramble and ramble on and like what, and everything he, he said was profound, which was what I like about him. But it's, uh, it's crazy to think like he could just work in one year, he could write an hour. Uh, uh, write, write a whole hour work on it and, and, and finish it then just like scrap it like I've been doing comedy for a year I, I still struggle to, to put together five minutes and, and it just puts in perspective, perspective like the t- like I'm right here the, the at the beginning the top at the top that's what George Carlin was doing I'm like I got a long long fucking way to go Yeah, man, it's like, dude, but those are, those are like the goats. Those are like the dudes who like, you know, they're, they're not just like comics. They're like, they're on the, like the Mount Rushmore, you know? So it's like. They're the goats, I mean, but that's like, 
what I want to, what will we all try to aspire to, to be like looked at or like, yeah. like as those guys. Cause if you're not like, like if you're not looking at like the whole fucking, the whole fucking list of, of greats, like you gotta, like you have to see, see like what level these people were on and like saying, okay, these guys made it. I, I can, if I, if I'm going to make it my way, like how do I how do I get to to this? Like how can I be remembered? How can I do it like these guys did it, but my way? Yeah, um, Ari Shafir he has this like master class. He he has this like master class on YouTube. It was like recorded at the comedy store. It's like three hours long, and like one of the things he said was like like comedy comedy is weird in that everybody has their own path. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, everybody has their own path. Like, um, and it's like we're we're our we're our own like entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all trying to like sell ourselves and get booked for shows and like get put on like big things. You know, like people have social media presences. I see people doing merch already, and it's like we're our own like entrepreneurs. We all have our own path. It's like, you know, I'm sure like Jerry Seinfeld's path was different than like um, Ralphie Mays um, or like anyone else. It's just like, I don't know, but that's, I feel like that's part of the fun too, man. It's just like, um, I'm excited, bro. Honestly, I'm excited. And, um, we have a great group of guys that like, you know, me and you are both friends with. Um, I think we really support each other, all of us. Um, I don't know, man. Like I feel I'm, I'm optimistic about what's going on. Um, yeah. But that's just me, man. That's just me, man. Yeah. I'm excited too. Can I, uh, can I, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you my dogs. Daisy. Sadie, I don't you know. I just want uh, you got too fucking many, bro. No, just three. At three and a three and a cat. Uh, it's lightning over here, so it's like they're freaking out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's starting to rain outside my house too. But yeah, yeah. all right, man. Like I, I appreciate you coming out here, bro. Uh, like I, like you're one of the like one of the funniest dudes that I, like I've seen on on the scene, bro. And like. I really, I really am excited to see what, what, like, going forward, what we, like, what the, what all of us can do. Like, anything you want to, anything you want to plug in before we wrap this up? Uh, no, man, I'm doing, I'm doing, like, a show uh, at Camp Hope uh, tonight. Uh, by the time this drops, you know, it, it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll try to drop um, it by this yeah, afternoon. Okay. Well, if, if someone, if they want to come down, uh, that's cool. We're doing like uh, a charity comedy thing. Um, after that, like, I'm probably just going to, it's back to the open mics, hit speedball tonight. Um, yeah. And just, just back to the grind, man. I don't really have any shows to plug. Um, I did want to shout out my boys. Uh Nate Ortiz, Danny Guerrero, Connor Carter, Mason James, uh, Victor Ramos, Matt Rodriguez, 
uh, Grant Wheeler, just all the boys, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Ricky Rivera, um, fucking, oh, dude, I'm, I'm forgetting people. I'm forgetting people. Collect um, your thoughts, Eric, head. Eric, uh, both Eric's, both the Eric's really cool guys. Um, just every, everybody in, in our like freshman class or just cool people. Just want to give them a shout out. Just because, you know. Yeah, go to the Houston Open Mics, man. You'll catch all these people there. But Yeah, man, and thanks uh, thanks again for having me on, Z. I, I love talking comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could tell. You sound really excited. It was a really exciting hour for you, fucking pothead. <laughs> Dude, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah, it's ain't, still the morning, though, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Starbucks. I'm gonna give me like I'm gonna give me the that last day I was talking about. I'm gonna wake up, go see Spider Man. All right, man. Hey, man. Th- thanks again for doing this, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, I'll see you at the at the mics.